Aftershock. Shock. Four days, October 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2021, with Metallica. And the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock, Discovery Park, Sacramento. Two different nights, two unique sets from Metallica. With My Chemical Romance, Rancid, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Mashika Kelly, Gojira, Seether, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and a special Thursday night headline set from Limp Biscuit. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for more. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through 10th. Metallica, My Chemical Romance, Limp Bizkit, Social Distortion, Machine Kelly, and more. Don't miss Aftershock. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Listening to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Nick. Got a great guest today, Stevie D, one of the guitar players from Buck Cherries, joining me, man. I'm excited. They got a new record out, man. They got a couple singles out. It's just released. It's releasing later this month. Whew, it is a great, great record. So far, the singles are great. Go check them out. They've got a couple of videos for them. Very, very good stuff. We get into the recording how they recorded during the pandemic, how they coped, because they are road dogs. When you talk about a rock and roll band that tours a lot, Buck Cherry is one of them. And their songwriting process, kind of a little bit of a history, history with Stevie D in Buck Cherry. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal conversation. Really, really good good guys and a great live band. If you ever get a chance to see them, go see them. But make sure you keep up to date with all things rock and wrestling on the old Twitter machine at Podcast. Facebook, Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and Instagram, Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Leave a five-star review if you think I've earned it on iTunes. Make sure you go to rockandwrestlingpodcast.com or prowrestlingtees.com slash store for official merchandise. And finally, go to uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. Support the show any way you can. I appreciate it, man. We're chugging along. I'm going to stop yakking here. We're going to get into it right now 
On the other side was Stevie D from Buck Cherry. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through the 10th, Discovery Park, Sacramento, with two nights of Metallica and the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock. With Rancid, Limp Biscuit, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, Seether, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and more. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for everything. Don't miss Aftershock. All right, it's a pleasure to welcome to the uh, Rock and Wrestling Podcast, guitar player from one of my favorite bands, and actually my band opened up for you guys in 2015 out here in Sacramento. So uh, Stevie D from Buckcherry, man, it's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, was it at the Ace of Spades? It's the Ace of Spades. Or was it at a music festival? Um, we, what's the festival out there? Aftershock. Aftershock, yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, at, at Ace of Spades, man. And I'll I'll say this so everybody hears it, man. Sometimes when you're a local band, you got to open up for the, the bigger bands. The bigger bands tend to be jerks, but you guys were nothing but cool to us. So we really appreciated it. But the biggest jerks ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it never pays to uh, to be to be like that. But uh, yeah, but oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I was just jealous too of your abs on stage. I was like, man, I gotta get abs like him. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not that that way after COVID, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll have in the next few weeks, I'll have a, a chance to burn all that off. <laughs> so you guys got a new record coming out next next month, uh, Hellbound Man. It's uh, it's phenomenal. The first two singles are out, but uh, you guys wrote twenty-five songs and then chopped it down to ten. Man, <laughs> that how did you guys go from twenty-five to ten? Just the process of writing this record, I'm sure, especially during COVID, was probably a little more well, difficult. I think um, it, it was uh, just kind of the natural progression and the process. We we started writing uh, in twenty twenty uh, when we got the news of can we had to cancel shows and we weren't going to be playing. And Josh is the type of guy that really needs to be moving, not stagnant in order to stay sane. And, uh, and I, I also have, uh, you know, the bit, a bit of a need to uh, have some kind of structure or schedule uh, to, to stay busy, to stay occupied. Uh, otherwise things get really, you know, kind of dark. But um, we, we wrote in the process, we wrote over 25. We went to Nashville for part of the process, process and wrote with a, a guy named Marty Fredrickson, and, uh, who's also the producer of the album. And uh, it was really up to him to kind of call, uh, render down uh, all of this into what would be the album. And um, I, I think... For us doing, me or Josh doing that, we're a little too close to it. But what Marty wanted to do is kind of get a cohesive, consistent um, body of work that all sound, you know, like sound. Not that any of the, the previous albums weren't, but um, that he just wanted that, like that one solid piece of work that all sounded, you know, similar. Yeah, you could definitely, t- I could tell definitely from like the single Hellbound, it, it, it's, it has a very ACDC vibe to it, like the the chord progression. I could tell very ACDC x. So mm-hmm. I was dig. I'm digging that song. Like you could tell, kind of a very ACDC vibe on that particular song. I, you know, I mean, it's no secret that uh, 
they're our heroes, <laughs> you know. We follow a handful of bands throughout our career and, and, and coming up, you know, that's just what we played. So uh, if it comes out, it, it's been in our hands for, you know, from day one. So it's going to come out, you know. But yeah, that's part of that's part of the Buckcherry sound. Yeah. Well, going back to working with with Marty, did you guys did he kind of like you guys had like those 25 plus songs did, like and you said you guys are so close to the material. Did he kind of like step back and say, "Hey, maybe this is, you know, not the best song, but let's try something different here." Did you did he kind of push you guys to try a little bit different of a sound maybe from what you're used to? Um, I mean, I don't think that we 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 uh I I think what he did was Instead of um, he he kept he wrangled us into uh, a certain sound, um, but he always um, you know he's always inspirational. He's always asking us to stretch out. Um, you know he's he's uh, the quintessential producer. You know so with songwriting, um, we we went in a bunch of different directions, and then and and then when we're recording, he really. Yeah, brings it down to a science, you know, especially with Francis, our drummer, you know, like it was very exacting on what he wanted and the way the finesse and the swagger and how, how he wanted certain parts. So, um, yeah, he, he, Marty, I can't say enough great things about him. Yeah. Cause he, you guys have worked with him before, right? He did black butterfly and then he co-wrote sorry. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, He's he's done that. I think he did some stuff on All Night Long, and uh, you know, along with countless songs from Aerosmith, and he's worked with Ozzy to Carrie Underwood to you know, I mean, the list is it goes on and on. Yeah, well, you guys have had a lot of lineup changes here in the last few years, and now you're the second most tenured member in the band. And did you ever think that would would happen? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I didn't know. It's funny because when, uh, Keith called me to, uh, to come down to re a rehearsal, it was only for, uh, it wasn't to join the band per se, as much as it was like, we're going to, we're going to put together the band and play one live show at uh, the key club. And, uh, then it turned into, you know, like after a couple of rehearsals, you know what, we're going to uh, start writing songs. And if you're into making an album, uh, we don't have a label yet, but bring your rent on Tuesday. So, uh, and that was uh, 2005, you know, did I think it was, you know, I, I don't know that I thought about, um, you know, having been the second most tenured guy in the band as much as like, I was just grateful to be in a band, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and you guys put on a phenomenal live show and I'm sure last year just I've talked to a lot of bands about this. I'm sure last year it was just crazy cuz you guys are road dogs. You're out there all the time. And I'm sure last year it was just kind of like what the hell do we do, man? We're constantly on the road. Yeah, I I I mean, gears change throughout your career mm -hmm. and we get older and you know, I think you know, we 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 get married, we have kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, uh, priorities change and we were still on the road a lot, especially in 2019. And then you hit the brakes in 2020. Um, you, you got to change your mindset. And, 
although we were used to being on the road, I think the silver lining in uh, the quarantining that happened was that we got to be home with our families, you know? And um, I remember being on the road in 2019, all I wanted to do was, you know, be home with my son and be careful what you wish for because I was with him day and night, you know, for the next year and a half, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I you know, it, it wasn't, um, I mean, it was challenging, but it wasn't, uh, uh, but it was also uh, great for me, you know. We, we wrote a great album. So yeah. there was a lot of good came from 2020. Yeah, you can definitely me. tell about the first couple singles. It, 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 it pops. And I'm curious because you guys have such a lengthy career, so many albums. When you put a new album out and you put your set list together, how do you guys, you know, try out new songs from the new record? Is it just like, okay, obviously you got to put the singles in there, but like, hey, we really like this one. Should we give it a try live? How do you guys, I mean, you have so many, you guys have a lot of hits too so how do you how do you balance out that set list well the gatekeeper for all that is josh so uh, depending you know like where he's feeling physically um because it's not it's it's not an easy set to sing so there's got to be peaks and valleys uh, chances to rest uh and then throttle and then rest so um but i think the way he puts it together is you got to pick the, the uh, you know, the usual suspects, the obvious songs, you know, so lit up crazy bitch riding all the ones that had videos uh, are going to be in there first. And then uh, I, I think the, the, the tour favorites or the live favorites like uh, say fuck it or slamming or uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's so many, and then you also had the at the end of it you have to um, introduce the new album. You know, I mean, if, if it were up to any of us, I'm sure we'd play all the new album because it's new and it's fun, and you know, we played the other songs a lot. You know, in the last 15 years, so. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the process that he he does it, and then and that ends up being an hour and 15, 75 minutes to an hour and a half. You know. Yeah, Dead is my all-time favorite song of your guys' is from All Night Long. I love that song. Yeah, that's a great, that's a fun one. That's a fun one to play live, you know. And then me and Billy, we, we trade off, you know, solos at the end. So as, as guitar players, that's, you know, a, a, a super fun one. Yeah, well, that's because you mentioned after Keith kind of left the band, you kind of took, I don't want to say take over the duties of being more of the lead guy. Did you did you have to kind of like learn different parts, or was it just kind of can we get a new guy in here to learn these parts? How did how did that work for the kind of the transition? You know, you know it, um, it 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 went uh, several different ways. I think um, for ease of getting somebody in there quickly, um, I took the bulk of uh, the um, maybe difficult parts. And uh, and someone like Kevin or uh, Billy would just take uh, parts, but they would also, you know, split up. You know, we would also split up leads. Um, it was just uh, what, what 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 kind of what? Where is the retention? Are you comfortable with like all these different parts and solos, or do you want the the kind of basics? So where, wherever their comfort zone is, is what they're doing, and then. I'm picking up you now the rest. 
Yeah. So you guys, the album comes out next month. Obviously, your your guys are going to go out and, and tour. Is you know the plan to really go out and, and tour? I'm sure tour hard behind the record. You know because you guys, like you said, canceled over a hundred shows last year. Yeah. Well, right as soon as uh, the mandates and restrictions were lifting, uh, our phone, uh, our our manager's phone, uh, rang for three weeks straight. <laughs> so. Um, when that happened, uh, I remember getting a call. The phone's ringing. And uh, the next call I got, we have over 100 shows for 2021. That is so, that's so great to see. You and uh, Josh have been doing something cool on, on your, the, the Buck Cherry kind of Instagram is, is breaking down each song, you know, through, through a video. And, yeah. and that's, that's kind of cool. I think uh, I wish more bands did that, especially with a newer record, because I think today people just cherry pick and like, oh, here's a single. But you guys are breaking down each song, and I really enjoy that. I think it's suggested to us that um, a lot of rock bands don't, uh, their content is kind of lacking. So we, we have uh, a new label, new uh, team of people kind of, uh, kind of guiding us through what's, what, what's working, what's, what doesn't because of their uh, own experience with other groups and pop stars and hip hop guys. They all seem to do their social media, um, and there's a lot more content with them. So uh, this was another experiment on coming up with content that that worked. So we got a great reaction with that. Um, and with that, once once they go to let's say the YouTube page, they stay there for you know, you know, I don't know, five videos or more. So uh, it just drives everything upwards. Yeah, I, I, I like it because I'm old school and that I want to listen to a whole record. You know, I don't want to listen to just one, one song. And it's kind of cool to hear the backstory of like, well, this song yeah. started out this way, but it changed this way. And especially as a musician, too, you like to hear how other people write. So it's just it gives it more, I don't know, pop to it. I really enjoy it. I wish more bands did, did what you guys are doing. For me, you know, like I grew up, you know, in the same era and I – a lot of a lot of musicians uh, or band members were. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you they're they're untouchable. You know, you really didn't know what what went went on behind the scenes, and uh, especially straight from you know their mouths. Maybe it was in a print mag in print, uh, but there wasn't a lot of videos made or films made about uh, their process and. Uh, you know, so I would look at albums and all the nuances mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think that this is, is totally um, successful. It, it totally worked. Yeah. As we wind down here, I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's 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 a pleasure always always talking to you. But uh, you know, the new record, I've got to ask: Is there a favorite song for you, like that that stands out as one you're like, man, this really, you know, whether it's going to be in the live context or you guys, you're just really proud of the work that of that one particular song? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud, you know, it, it, I'm proud of all of them. You know, I'm, there's for, uh, there's something special about each one. And I'm not just saying that because this is our new release, mm -hmm. but this, what was going on for us in the world, but also in our personal lives, uh, seeing it across the finish line. Um, I'm really proud of this band. I'm really proud, you know, 
proud of us. Um, favorites, I know coming out of the gate, they were like, what do you want the first single to be? And you usually let the label kind of pick, pick the song, but I really felt strongly about So Hot. And um, that one uh, across the board was like, yeah, that'll be the first single. I like songs like um, The Way because of uh, what was going on when I wrote it. Um, my dad had just passed uh, last uh, a year ago, May, or this month. And I wrote that right after. Um, so the emotion uh, going into that, I'm really connected with still. Um, let's see. Ain't Wasting No More Time, is I feel like, is a, a mid-tempo tune that um, kind of stretches out in a different direction for Buck Cherry, uh, as, as well as No More Lies, but are, are still rock and roll songs that uh, sound like us. So I, I like those a lot, too. I like Here, Here I Come because it's just a barn burner, you know? It's a good old-fashioned rock and roll song. Help on, good old-fashioned rock and roll song, so... All of them. I love all of them. Yeah. You know? Well, you, you mentioned you you wrote the, you know a particular song, and I just want to get you know your take when you when you're writing something. You know, obviously you're a guitar player. It's a riff, a chord progression. Do you tend to write the whole song and then take it to Josh and you guys work on it together, or is it I got this idea for a chord, I got this idea for a riff, and that and kind of bounce it off each other? Yeah, I, it happens all different ways. Um, Sometimes you know, a lot of times I'll I'll just uh, write a riff. Um, a verse uh, into a chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus. I'll repeat it um, and, uh, and I'll record it and, and just repeat it twice and send it off to him in a, in a, in a voice memo, in a text. You know? If he connects with it, you know, then we, we run with it. He, and then he comes over here and we demo um, just that much. Uh, if, if, uh, if it's successful, then I'll finish the song with bridge or guitar solo if it needs one chorus out. Um, it's also, you know, it also comes up where he just shows up and says, uh, I have this vocal line and he'll just, I'll, I'll put a click on to, to kind of the tempo and then he'll sing it. And then I will, um, I will build everything around it. You know, then there was also going to Nashville and just starting with a drum beat with Marty. It was all about the beat. So, um, yeah, it, it's several different ways. I, I wrote riffs in the hotel room over there. But, yeah, it's it's all different ways. However we can get to a good song, we, we go at it, you know. That 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 is awesome. The final, final piece, uh, obviously, I, I usually let people throw out the social media. Buck Cherry is easy to find. Buck Cherry, not hard. Your personal stuff, though, if you, you know, if anybody wants to follow up, because you always do some cool guitar clips on Instagram. I always like watching you play. I'm like, Dang, he's, you're such a great guitar player. So I, appre I always appreciate those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instagram.com uh, slash Stevie Dak and I, D A C A N A Y. Uh, I mean, you could search it Stevie mm. D and it'll come up. But, so. uh, and same on Facebook. And then final question. I always ask, is there a favorite Buck Cherry song to play live? Like in the set, you're like, man, that's, it, you know, maybe you're a little off, but there's one song that gets you going and, and you have a good show because of it. You know, I, um, it always changes, you know, <laughs> like I remember, you know, 
how do, how do you pick one? I, I, I think um, so far uh, oh. from the album was always a fun one. Mm. Uh, is always a fun one. Uh, I like slamming. Slamming's fun. Um, porno star is fun. Uh, and those I didn't record on, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I you know they, they I I have a lot of fun playing all these songs. I mean, it's it's before I was in the band, I was a fan. So to get to do this is 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 awesome and a lot of fun for me yeah. still it is a lot of fun new record out next month in june man i hope you guys have great success with it because the first two singles are killer and I, I appreciate the time man hey what was it what's your band again it was called we were called motorize so we were on we were on first and it was one of the best shows i've ever played in my life it was so fun yeah it was and like i said you guys were more than gracious and it just being super nice oh awesome oh well, you're a great interview Thank you. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through the 10th, Discovery Park, Sacramento, with two nights of Metallica and the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock. With Rancid, Limp Biscuit, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, Cedar, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and more. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for everything. Don't miss Aftershock. Want to thank Stevie D for joining me on the show from Buck Cherry Man. Check out their new album, Hellbound. Great, great song. Uh, great album all around it's good stuff the music videos and go see buck cherry as they get ready to go out on tour man it's going to be a great great year for rock and roll as more tours gets announced more bands are going to be out there and next week got another rock legend from the met from the metal world mr tim ripper owens he's got a new band with kk downing from judas priest called kk's priest we talk all about that even uh get into a little wrestling talk so it'll be a good one so until next Wednesday, peace. I'm out.